0: Your views, your news, your lyric today with Joe Nutch online.
1: It's time to ease into the weekend now with our Friday morning coffee break and delighted to welcome to the studio solicitor Melanie Power, who is a familiar voice to you, uh, as indeed uh, are Brian O'Callaghan, who is on the line, a marketing communications manager with Duggan Veterinary Supplies, and Donald Enright, who's a teacher from Desmond College in uh, Newcastle West. And uh, you are very welcome, both of you, too, gentlemen. Um. Melanie, this Irish dancing story, I mean, I'm looking at this and it's the front pages again of a lot of the papers today. I had no notion, none whatever, until this story broke that there would be a suggestion of widespread fesh fixing.
2: It's absolutely shocking. You know, everybody associates Irish dancing with such a a quaint traditional part of our culture and now to hear that there's been fish fixing and you know there's been giggles about it and there, there's been you know little jokes about it and stuff but it, the reality of it is like we have a lot of kids who are competing in this and it's going to bring into question whether or not some kids should have been made champions and it also brings into question the people who have won championships have they won it on their own merit or has it been because they're associated with a certain school? It's really put a big black mark on the whole Irish dancing and there's a lot of money that's spent in it for for parents and travelling all over the world to go to these competitions. Um, so re- really, it's it, I know it's a, it's a it's a little bit. Um, Twee for some people, but it's it's something that you know it's part of our culture. We want to see that it's being regulated properly, and there's children involved in this as well. So yeah. it's it's really important that um, I think they've appointed a high court judge to to investigate parts of it. So it'd be interesting to see what those findings are. I mean, they're even suggesting you're at the extreme end, offering sex for judging and points. How much do you want to win a competition? I mean, like. Um, I'm just going. What do you think,
1: Brian?
3: Well, look at Joe. I think we need to look at this as a whole, to be honest with you. Um, As an example, and my wife, I love her dearly, but I caught her watching some rubbish on television lately. And I don't know if you came across it, but it's it's some kind of a, it's an American program, a teen prom queens or something like that, right? I don't know the exact title. Something like that. Basically, it was four and five-year-olds, girls as young as four and five, in full makeup, in the dresses in the hairstyles and the fake hair and all that and I just worry that Irish dancing as an event or as a sport is actually heading the same direction and I don't want her switchboard down to light up and I don't want to make complaints but I just I just worry about this event as a whole number one secondly I would say look it's obviously a serious business um, I'm guessing that the schools in question can command higher fees with with, uh, with whatever trophies or, or awards that they win so look, it is a commercial decision, I guess. It is shocking, it's disgraceful, it's unethical um and disgusting, quite honestly.
1: Right. Um, Donald Lenwright?
0: Yeah, I'm listening there to the two guests and I absolutely agree with them. It's absolutely unethical. As a person in a previous life, but although though I used to do Irish dancing, you now I'm going to fess up I wasn't any good. And when I was in a common (laughs) school of dancing many moons ago in the Hall in Arda, I went for other alternatives as opposed to learning the dancing and I really wasn't
2: much good ultimately. Maybe you were with the wrong school, Donald.
0: I I don't know. I went (laughs) because I was taken by my mother at the time and I'm grateful for it. She gave us every opportunity. Uh, That's one that I actually didn't take. The cost of it, and I know some children involved and I know the parents who fund it, it's really, really expensive, and it's more than a pastime. Uh, the whole idea of fixing it or bribing or doing whatever to judges is, is something that's endemic, maybe in various cultures. And when they see, dare I say, politicians doing things that they shouldn't be doing, other people see to think that they get away with it. It's a very bad message to be giving to our youth uh, of, of today. Um, no, purely, it, it should be for what it is. And there are other aspects of Irish dancing that I say where they don't do all the dresses or they don't do the, the kind of the, the long hair and the ringlets Shano's dancing and to me I personally can't see the difference between 1st, 2nd and 3rd and 4th but nevertheless mm. children should be enjoying
1: it well look I mean it's the usual story in any field uh, you know you're dealing with a minority of bad apples I suppose Donald but but at the same time I mean I thought Irish dancing particularly for kids was about a bit of crack well, that
0: was my assumption anyway, and I said, um, "It's it, that's what it should be." Any activity undertaken by a child and funded by a parent, and not only just the castle, but there's the taking them to us on a weekly basis and the practice that some of these students put in—it's absolutely huge, and uh, they should be enjoying it. And I said, it, "They represent our country in things like River Riverdance abroad, and and I've been to those shows; and they're fabulous." It should
1: yeah. be about development. Yeah, but I mean, okay, you mentioned that, uh, and Melanie, I suppose that's a point, isn't it? There is a professional route now through Riverdance and and similar shows for um, Irish dancers at the top end, and 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 that's okay. That's the. Top end, and maybe you know their careers are limited by just the physicality of it as well. And you're dealing with a tiny, tiny minority of people where you can understand it is professional. You know, there's money involved, or or whatever might be the case. But I suppose it's just it's it's the generality of competition, and any suggestion that this might go on from time to time that I, I struggle with.
2: Yeah, and Joe and I was actually just reading during the week there had been a, a fishing competition on there in Ohio during the week. And there had been records waste fish caught and the director of the competition opened the cache and found that there was weights put inside the fish so there's cheating going on in every kind of sport no matter what you're at, if there's somebody to win somebody's going to try and find a way to do
1: it Well I know we've heard about it in chess uh, over the years um, you know, it might have surprised people Um, and and, uh, Brian look, you you know, if there's millions and millions and millions of euro going on you know, a, a big soccer match or something like that the, uh, you know, yeah. or there's a betting ring, or something Then you know you're kind of going okay at that level where you're dealing with so much money, maybe. But yep. this is Irish dancing we're talking about,
3: exactly. And it's Irish dancing, and it's it's children, Joe. That's that's the main thing. You know, whatever happened to the old day is the taking part that counts. And maybe I'm being very naive here, but you could apply this to any sport, any uh, amateur sport that we have here in the country. You know, we've all seen the signs at, at kids' events. This is not the World Cup, guys. Calm down. You know, and it's 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 very very true. Um, but look at, obviously some people take it a bit more serious and it is win at all costs unfortunately yeah.
1: and the thing that most amazes me is I've spoken to a few people who know the scene um, since this story broke mainly because I was so flabbergasted mm. and and the thing is, they weren't that surprised, <laughs> which which amazed me. I mean, I thought they'd go, ah sure that's you know." I thought the evil media would get blamed. You know, that's the normal thing. Oh, it's only a media yeah. exaggerating that old story of the usual for a few headlines. But apparently, not. No, they're you know, it's not. It's not known. You know that 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 in itself, Joe, tells its own story, doesn't it? it, it yeah, it, I mean, um, obviously, and you know, like I'm I'm being reminded here that it's so competitive. It's huge for the dancers huge for all involved so I just don't I clearly just don't get it I don't get it but I will from now on I will never ever ever hear the word fesh again and think well that's a fun time that everyone is having at that gig we'll take a break
0: your views your news your Limerick today with Joe Nutch on live
1: Melanie and, I, Melanie and I recalling our Irish dancing days here during the uh, the ad break uh, but anyway don't forget you can check out exclusive Premier League soccer games every Saturday on Premier League Live with Trevor Welsh on the Live 95 app and live95.ie powered by TalkSport and one of the big games tomorrow full commentary of Man City versus Southampton at three o'clock Premier League Live with Harvey Norman your home of the big screen if you haven't downloaded that Live 95 app will you make sure you do because there's all sorts of different things um on it including podcasts from the Limerick Today show. Now Melanie Power is with me and Donald Enright and Brian O'Callaghan are on the line. Donald, the junior cert, is it ever going to come out? The results? I,
0: I do believe it will. So in advance of today I decided I'd take a look at the latest circular. So today being the 7th of October the department is releasing the appeals results. And it looks like that they have a consultation period of between the 7th to the 12th of October to get that result. When I check back over communications with the department, they are saying that there's a big increase this year in students doing the junior and leaving cert. In fact, there's an extra 7,000 students doing their their exams this year, which has led to a run-on of results. That plus the fact that they have promised that no student would be discommoded this year, and they have focused, and rightly so, on getting the leaving cert results out. However, it has led to a massive delay in the junior cert. We have no visibility they are likely to come out and what is leading to is uncertainty and kind of a disappointment for those students who studied long and hard for the last three years who started junior research in June and who have since awaited for right. results
1: well I had the Minister for Education on the day after the budget here on the show and I did ask her about it at the end, and at that stage she she couldn't give me visibility, and she said, "Look, it was ultimately a matter for you know uh, another department rather than directly herself." Um, and and you do want? I mean, how much later than normal are we now for junior search results? We would have been expected junior search results to be out in September. So we're already, I estimate, at least three weeks
0: behind. Now, given that the Leaving search results were out later, that's not in itself unexpected. What is shocking, and is rather poor, is that we're here and all we can get from the department is every effort will be made by the SEC to ensure that results are issued
1: as soon as possible. Quote, unquote. Yeah, I look, it's hard for young people, isn't it, Melanie? I mean, they're already kind of trying to focus now on, you know, the next stage. Well, transition year is supposed to be one thing and then on to the leaving cert. And they don't know where they stand on the leaving cert or the junior yeah, cert results.
2: And like when you think of it, there are going to be some kids who have gone into fifth year now and they are thinking that they've gotten a certain result probably in their junior cert and they may have gone the honours route based on thinking, oh yeah, well, I probably got an ear and it be... And if they get their junior cert results and actually it's a big shock for them, it'll really start to make them think: actually, am I capable of doing this? Am I am I just bringing on a lot of more extra work that I'm not able for? Because I thought I had done okay. And vice versa, if there's people who think that they had done worse and they're now doing pass and and all of that, there's, there's a huge knock on effect, especially for the kids who have gone on to to fifth year and they're on the, they're well on the road now at this stage for the leaving search cycle. You know, um. So it's it's a anxious and worrying time for them.
1: Right. I should just mention that Limerick Hurling um, legend Kieran Carey was just in touch there with Amory, reminding listeners that the My Move Addiction and Counselling Service is being launched tomorrow in Limerick in Perry Square and the People's Park and the Limerick Hurling manager John Kylie cutting the ribbon and Declan Hannan and Ciel should be there as well from the squad. It's a family day, marquee in the park and starts at one tomorrow, so we're happy to remind you uh, to get along uh, to that. Um, Now, uh, Brian uh, O'Callaghan, you know a bit about running uh, businesses yourself and We had Mike Tracy um, with me in the studio earlier in the week of Bakehouse 22 and Tracy's uh, down in the King John's Castle area there on Nicholas Street. Um, An almost legendary place, it's fair to say, over uh, many, many decades. And he he was telling us that they, they have to close, that they're trying to sell it as a going concern, but they just cannot keep going.
3: Yeah. Look at and, and my thoughts. I heard that interview, Joe. And my thoughts go out first of all to, to Mike and Sheila there, I guess, and all the staff. I suppose you know it's, it's a huge loss to them. It's a business been in the, the family for over sixty years, I believe, um, and it's it's really really tough for them. I, I do feel for them. Look at ultimately, it's coming down to increasing overheads. You know, be it insurance, electricity, staff, raw materials themselves, and really you need to increase turnover by multiple of that to survive. Um the hospitality industry is struggling just now. There's no two ways about it. Um and unfortunately I think I think Bake Twenty or Bakehouse Twenty Two may be the first of, of many, not just in Limerick but but across the country. We're already seeing it across the country uh, businesses um closing and being sold. Hopefully this can be sold as a as a going concern because quite honestly I think industry needs it. Um I think, to be fair to the City and County Council, they've done a lot of work on Nicholas Street in the last couple of years, as have Shannon Hirtage. Um And I know the castle has been passed over to the council now. But look, you've some amazing businesses up there. Still missing something, I think, that area. I don't know, is that maybe a Christmas market has been muted and a bit of like that? But yeah, for Mike and Sheila, it's a terrible shame.
1: Yeah, and Donald, I mean, the worry is, uh, as Brian touched on there, that it may not be the first or last that we hear in Limerick and indeed around the country and around the city and county as well. There are a lot of small businesses under very severe pressure this winter.
0: and well, I'd say we're only starting to see the tip of the iceberg. Now, as, I said, as a person who used to go and out of Tracy's and I enjoyed their products and there was always a great service and a friendly smile to the staff... Um, We're we're going to miss them, okay? And I know in the past they've been very good to us in Desmond College, that they've taken some of our students for work experience. So that's going to be a gap to be filled as well. But uh, clearly, we have no idea, and I said I'm looking in a sense to be teaching, but we have no idea of the pressures that businesses are facing, just coming out of kind of Brexit and coming out of the pandemic for the last couple of years. And when you thought it was going to be good and a good run to Christmas, they're faced with all these increased costs, and uh, we we just don't know what's facing us. And I hope that support will be put in from the government to allow people to kind of part that or, to, you know, to part revenue or something like that, with a view that especially going concerns, and as that, the Tracys had got a lot of help from the Brennan brothers, and we saw them on TV, and it came across really well, and that we'd hope that would be able to keep going as a going concern in the future.
1: Yeah. And of course, Melanie, you know, like running any business now, as you well know, from the legal perspective, there's an awful lot in it. You know, company law has to be adhered to. There's so much going on around the business that the customer never sees.
2: Yeah, I think um, like running a business is probably one of the most challenging things that anybody will will do from both emotional and financial aspect. Um, It is, it's all consuming um and my heart goes out to the Tracy family for ha- having having had to make that horrible decision um and i think it's a ma- massive testament to them there has been so many staff members that have come out and have shared on social media about how um lovely they were to work for and i, I really think that businesses like that they are the the salt of the earth they are they are part of our community, they're part of our heritage, it's what makes us as a, as a city different and it makes us different to Cork and we really need to support them. I think they should be given some kind of a special standing over and above multinationals, like what does... the multinational coffee shops do for us.
1: And and there's no doubt that, I mean, even our listeners have been saying to us over the last couple of weeks, Melanie, that they would love to support small local businesses this winter. It was always their intention to do it because they knew the pressure of COVID, but they just can't afford to. So they have to go for the least expensive option when doing a lot of their shopping. And that often is not local.
2: Yeah. And I think that's where government should really be stepping in because we we don't want to become the same as every other country and just be another... Copycat of an English high street, like that. You walk down and you walk down it in Winchester. You walk down it in in Wickham, and it's the same. It's the same same shops. We don't want that to become us, and we we're already on that track. So I think the government needs to step in and to give some kind of special protection for local family run businesses, so that we can maintain our independence and maintain our our our, our differences to other places. You know that makes us special. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, there was this thing, Brian, this week uh, about um, Ireland uh, being regarded the the friendliest country in in, in Europe. I mean, are we though? Are, are we? Are, uh, we, are, so we, are we? Are we? Re, are we really friendly? No, I we're mean, not. Are, we're not. We're
3: not. You don't think we're no. Listen, you know how cynical I am about all these things. <laughs> no, you, listen, you know I don't buy into all this fluff and this rubbish <laughs> and all. There's there's a bit of petty whacker I think in all this kind of crack. Petty whacker? Uh, uh, there is. Look, I like in this show. I tell you, you remember Raheem a couple of years ago. Started giving out about the Irish supporters going to these events to, to for the for the party, yes, you know the best I do I remember the that, chap, and yeah. And, and 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 there's a bit of that in this. In that, Asher, uh, sure, look at uh, the Irish are great and they love a party and they're very friendly and and hundred thousand <gasps> welcome. and all that <laughs> kind of crack. Yeah, hope you enjoy and they're back to the Irish dancing again, and all that kind of crack, right? <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, I I, don't, I genuinely don't think we are, and that's not a criticism. Look at we're all as guilty as each other, but really, for a country with tourism as number one industry. I I just don't think we're as friendly as, as we could be. And, and maybe I'll be shot down for that. I mean, let, let me put it this way. Joe, you're living back where, in West Limerick, the corner? In the uh, I'm for, originally from there, but I'm not in right,
1: there
3: right. from there. So, let, let, let me ask you a question. And, and look, at, I have these, this maybe romantic notion. and Who was it that said romantic Ireland is dead and gone? It's without leaving in the grave or something like that. I can't remember who said that. But do you know your neighbours? Huh? My, my, my question to you: Do, do you know your neighbours? When, when was the last time you popped in and said hello to a neighbour? I do know my neighbours. Yeah, do you? Okay, okay. I, well,
1: know, I know genuinely. Well, I know the next door neighbour, and yeah, and I would, would, yeah. would
3: you would you would you pop in for a cup of tea, now, or would you pop in? Pop in to 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 borrow a bag of sugar or anything like
1: that. Or, my 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 point, I suppose. Well, actually, I was, was only saying last night to, to my wife that uh, do we have a torch in the house? And she said to me, "Well, what is that my responsibility now?" And I went. <laughs> uh <laughs> So I'll have to drop into the neighbour for that, <laughs> or
3: candles. The way electricity prices are going. But anyway, no. My point is, you know, are we as friendly as we were? Are we as you know? Sometimes we we, we close the gates, we close the front door, and we don't we 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 don't care what happens outside our room for No, that's a f- I, I
1: take I take your point, but that doesn't affect tourists. Sure. I mean, all you have to be nice to tourists is they come along. And they go and you go, woo.
3: Yeah, and you take the money.
1: No. <laughs> That Now, that level of cynicism. Now, I'm afraid time has run out, but even if it hadn't, we'd have to draw a line on it. <laughs> good man yourself. You're a gas man, Brian. Listen, thanks so much. We appreciate your time you. this morning, gang. So always good to talk to you. Brian O'Callaghan their Marketing and Communications Manager with Duggan Veterinary Supplies. Donald Enright, teacher from Desmond College. Uh, and uh, delighted to have Melanie Power here in the studio. Limerick Solicitor as well.